0: Welcome to the show, sports fans. This is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, your weekly, uh, mostly weekly, District 3 (laughs) breakdown. Brandon Maney joined by Logan Green. Logan, what's going on?
1: Yeah, just uh, like you said, missed last week. Um, Just just kind of a busy, crazy week, right? (laughs)
0: I mean, uh, yeah. So fans might be wondering, "Hey, where the heck were you guys that last week? You Slacking off, I'm sure." Well, we uh, we were putting together the broadcast for um, the Tiger Grizz Cross Country Invitational that was held at Freeman Park in Idaho Falls, and um, there there was a lot of moving pieces to that. It took it took a lot of time to figure out how we were going to try and broadcast that, and uh, we basically were both. You know, I guess we could have done one Friday from Freeman Park in Idaho Falls. We
1: should have. So. Yeah, I guess we could have done a live. Um, a live session right there outside by the race,
0: <laughs> right? But, for, for sure. So yeah, I
1: was at that field from 830 to five, roughly, and then ran over and did another game and you ran back and did a game. So it was, it was busy.
0: Yeah, our Friday was chaotic and then the lead up to Friday, we just we got busy, but uh, we, we're back and better than ever. Let, I mean, let's start the conversation with the Tiger Grizz invite because even though it's an East Idaho event, there's always a couple of uh treasure Valley schools that could go over and, and compete, you know, Nampa Christians done it in the past. Um, Hawaii, was there. Rocky mountain has kind of made it a thing to come over and compete. Yeah. And that's really what the story is in terms of the treasure Valley, the Rocky mountain boys go over and win the competition with a total of 30 points, Logan. That's unheard of in cross country. That's an insanely low score.
1: Yeah. I mean, they were, it, it was, I was in the middle of the course, right the whole time um on a truck bed with a camera and as you saw people coming it was just a wave of purple together right it just they completely dominated that race and and they came from almost the furthest away because i think technically Hawaii was there and technically they are probably four miles further away <laughs> to the west but yeah it's rough. they came the furthest right at the end of the day um the furthest team that had to come comes out and just completely dominates on the course.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you look at where Rocky mountain finished, they obviously had the individual champion in Landon. He the junior, he ran a time of 16 minutes, 10.1 seconds, which was awesome. <clears throat> Rocky mountain also had the second place finisher in Tyler Sainsbury. The fourth place finisher in Hunter Hill. The fifth place finisher in Keith Utawilligan. So four of the top five placers individually were from Rocky Mountain. Then you had Cody Lucas. He took 18th overall. Hiram Taft finished 20th overall. And Sam Jensen finished 28th. So that is seven in the top 30, four in the top five. No wonder they ran away with the title. Yeah,
1: and it's it's impressive because it's not something that gets talked about, but it's two different states, right? The Treasure Valley and eastern Idaho are very different. Um, you talk about especially the elevation. Treasure Valley is around 2,300 roughly. You get over to Idaho Falls, you're talking, I don't know what, 4,800, 49, something like that, um, pushing 5,000 feet in eastern Idaho. So it does make a difference. I mean, you're doubling your elevation that you're going up. And so maybe they say it doesn't make a difference, but at least it, I feel like it it would for me at that. Um, And that course, very not flat. It is not flat at all. Tons of hills and dips and divots and things like that. And like, from my point of view was watching them come down a hill and then they would go down another one and then up and then back down and up another one. And uh, just to do that at that increased elevation quote on their home turf. Right. So on the girl side we saw skyline kind of you know their phenomenal runner she just blew away with it but they went over to where kids are used to running in that elevation if not higher right you, you get some of those schools that are even up even higher so they're coming down and making it a little easier right and and they just stole it from quote the home schools
0: yeah that was a a true road win for rocky mountain and so we we brought on landon hemeyer after the race for a little post-race interview and uh i talked to him and asked him you know kind of like what are are the goals that you know you and your teammates have set this year and he said well obviously we want to go win state but he said honestly our biggest goal is we want to qualify for nationals and go to the national competition uh so like the high school season wraps up mid-october the regional competition is then in like mid november and from there then nationals is held and and i th- i think rocky's got a really good chance now regionally they're going to compete against you know oregon washington always have great runners but mm-hmm. he he kemeyer was up front about it he said look we we want to go to nationals, which would be so awesome for Rocky mountain.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's crazy. You look at them. I think they got a shot at it. Cause you see some people win a race and they come in and they just are just completely done. Right. And that's how I would be. I mean, after about the first stretch, I think I'd just be killed over. Um, but some of those Rocky guys just came across like they had just, you know, took a casual stroll in the park, you know? So it, it seems like they've got the endurance to do that. And, you know, if they are able to to go and and make it to nationals they wouldn't be you know in rare company right we, we've got another team from the treasure valley that's looking to do the same thing
0: yeah the the boise girls right right and, and and so um so during the broadcast we talked about uh kind of the top 10 times for the field coming in and on the girls side you know like six of the top 10 times overall belong to Rocky mountain. And so on the broadcast, I said, so fans in East Idaho that don't necessarily pay attention to the treasure Valley too much are going to look at this and go, wow, Rocky mountain must be really good. Like they're probably winning five, A titles all the time. And the answer is no, they're not because Boise is so dominant.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's just, you've got your, you know, you've got that big brother or big sister. That's always there kind of hounding. You doesn't matter how do, how well you do if you've got somebody that's even better out there.
0: Yeah. And uh, you can't talk about Boise high cross country without also talking about Boise high girls soccer, because uh, the past couple of years they've had a couple of girls do both sports, particularly as the Smith sisters, Logan Smith, who's now at uh, Stanford playing soccer. And then her younger sister, Sammy Smith um, doing the double dip. And of course the Boise girls soccer team, we'll dive into soccer talk now and kind of take a look. We're kind of at the midway point of the season. Yeah for soccer. So just kind of give a snapshot of where everything stands. Uh PS uh or or you know spoiler alert. Boise Girls, yeah, really good. They're 8 and 0 overall, 7 and 0 in conference play and they just won again last night. We're recording this on Thursday morning. They they won last night. They beat Mountain View 4-0. It was a 1-0 game at halftime. Mountain View actually has a really good goalkeeper, Jada Ojokwu. Um uh, and they only got one goal against her in the first half. But then, you know, CUNY Hirai scores twice in the final five minutes to kind of pull it away. Four-nothing win for for the Brave. They played Rocky Mountain back in the season opener on on August 20th. It was a non-conference game. The rematch takes place Monday, September 26th. So we'll have to break down that matchup when it happens because that will be the game that actually counts in the conference standings. But right now it is. Um, Boise one, seven and oh in conference, Rocky second, eight and three overall, but seven and one in league where it counts the most. And then there's a a small drop off after that.
1: Yeah. I feel like there's a huge clump of teams, right? Kind of right in the middle that, you know, you've got, like you mentioned, Boise, Rocky and Hawaii, he has one loss, two ties, but then you get in there, Centennial Eagle, Timberline Mountain View, and even Middleton, you can put into that conversation are just all kind of in this clump. And so everybody's trying to t- chase those at the top and see you know, if they can claw their way up. And it'll be fun to see how districts shake out with these people and, you know, or these teams, excuse me. You know, some of these games have been close. Like there was a one goal game between Boise and Eagle early on. Um, the Middleton-Boise game was only 3-1. And so you have some close games in there for some teams that maybe think that you know what I just, just give me another chance at them, right? And and you know they're gonna get that other chance in a couple of weeks at the state or at, at the district tournament. The fighting think the five A girls district soccer tournament will be well, it'll be great. It'll be a fun one to watch.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you right now who the the four representatives from district six will be, and then I think they get a half bid as well. Um for it, that it,
1: it's like you say is gonna get one of them, most likely, right? right and then right. outside of that, you say Rocky, probably. But I uh, you know, you could see a he, you could see Centennial, Eagle, Timberline. Can a Middleton or a Bora sneak in? You know, it's just who knows? Uh, <laughs> Seems I- like a lot of people have beaten a lot of different people. There's a lot of parody uh in the league right now.
0: <clears throat> I mean, I'm looking at the standings and, and the, the the reason why we're having a hard time diagnosing, you know, where everybody truly stands is there's there's been 14 draws in SIC play this year. Yeah, <laughs> 14 draw. Why he's had two draws? Centennial has had a draw. Eagles had a draw. Timberlines had three. They're yeah. three and one and three in conference play. Not yeah. and Middleton have each had two. Cunas had two. Boris had one. I mean, it, that that glut of teams in the middle. They've they've all t- uh, tied with each other.
1: Yeah, and and somebody's gonna have to win those games at district, right? And so they're not going to end in a tie. Well, they'll end in a tie, but they won't finish like that. But um, so, so we'll see how it goes at district because those have got to go one way or another. I love how the NHL kind of did, got rid of that, right. Uh, in regular season, no more ties, Um, everybody wins. And so I think you, you kind of start to, diff, you, you see some separation right when that happens and we're going to get it at district. We're going to see where that separation occurs. And like you said, I mean, Three ties for Timberline. They only have one loss on the season, but in conference and three ties. Could they yeah. be up there with the Boise? If they, you know, if they just knock those off, some of those ties, you know, I, I don't know. Um,
0: <clears throat> well, I yeah. mean, we'll we'll find out because next week uh, the Timberline Wolves will play Rocky Mountain on Wednesday, and then the following week they'll play Boise. So they'll have two, they'll have, they'll play Rocky next Wednesday, a week off and then Boise the following Wednesday. So we'll find out, you know, where Timberline. Yeah. There's
1: their chance to prove themselves That's right um, on that. But even like, like, yeah. Yeah, no, sorry. That's, I'm just looking and it's, it's just, I'm looking at different team pages and they do, they're just like, they beat each other or they tie somebody better than them. And it's, it's just, it's a, it's a mess. And I mean it's a it's a fun mess, right? It's a fun mess to have.
0: <laughs> that's right. A friendly reminder, we've got the um the scores and schedules for every team, not just mm-hmm. in the Treasure Valley, not just in soccer, but volleyball, football as well, all uh on our page, idahosports.com. Um that's really the lifeblood of what we do at idahosports.com, scores and schedules and um Th- those are possible only because of our great sponsors. We uh, we call them power boosters. Um, basically, if you're a local business and you want to support your local school, uh, you get a little banner. Uh, not a little banner, but you get a banner on, on your specific school. So like, I'm looking at Bishop Kelly right now for girls soccer because that's what we're going to talk about next. And they've got uh, three power boosters on the Bishop Kelly page where it's your Uh, business all the pertinent info Um, it's a great way to help support your your favorite schools but it's also a great way to support what we're doing at IdahoSports.com I mean we have by far we don't have all the scores there's a couple we're you know missing but we are by far the most accurate place to get all of the scores and schedule information on the internet so
1: yeah people texting coaches texting ADs trying to get that information rather than just you know grabbing it from somewhere else you know but you know it's, it's validated it's real so um yeah i can't beat it and like you said you mentioned um like the power boosters on like bishop kelly like again if you are interested in that like we'd love to have you it just helps us be able to provide this coverage for the kids like we can't do it without those businesses so if you want to do it just just email me it's logan at idaho um I guarantee you it's cheaper than what other advertising avenues your business is doing right now. Um, and you get a great return on it. you support local sports. I know I don't want to turn this into an infomercial, but um, you support local sports. You support a, an, an Idaho business right here. Your money stays right here in Idaho and it helps get your name out there in an area very targeted, right? Cause like if you're in a town like a, uh, like a Parma or a Fruitland or whatever it is, you know, You have your thing right there. You're going to get people that are looking at Fruitland information. And so you're directly targeting your Fruitland audience. So it's just a great way to get out there, show your support, and also get a return on that support.
0: Definitely. And so uh, when we're talking about team pages, we're looking at all the info, and and that's where it is, the scores and schedules uh, part of IdahoSports.com. So I mentioned Bishop Kelly Girls. The the four ASIC standings, a little more clear-cut, right? BK leading the way. With a perfect record in conference action, the Knights are six and zero in league play. Six and one and one overall. They they've lost to Centennial one nothing, and then they tied a Valley one one to one. Those are non conference matchups. Valley View is the closest. The Fal- bless you by the way. The Falcons are um, the Falcons are five and one in league. Five and three overall. They they played once already back on August 25th BK won that matchup for nothing. The rematch comes next Tuesday, September 20th. This is Valley View's chance to possibly tie the Knights at the top.
1: Yeah, and this this conference looks and we've mentioned it in regards to football, it just looks so different this year, right? You know, you add in Skyview, which the volleyball teams hate. Mm-hmm. Um but then you lose a Middleton, you lose Nampa who were always kind of in the mix Middleton qualified for state the last couple of years in girls soccer. And, and now they're gone. And so now, now you have this uh, this new opportunity and Valley view has a, a, a good chance to punch that, you know, like you said, to tie them up. Um, they lost that four zero. I'm sure they'd love to scrub that from their memory um, and and redo it here at the second time. Um but those two really look like they're in charge of of the conference right now.
0: Definitely. And then in, in 3A girls soccer, um I've never seen a reigning state champion get so little buzz than the Fruitland girls this year. I mean, all they have done is p- put up a 5 and 1 record. They're 3 and 0 in the Snake River Valley Conference. Their only loss came to Pendleton, Oregon, 3 to 2. I mean, and 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 it's the same thing we saw last year, Logan. They're winning fourteen nothing, twelve nothing, twelve nothing, eleven to one. Abby Rubido's lighting up the nets again for the Grizzlies, and yeah, nobody's talking about it.
1: And la- look at last year, right? They only had one non-victory on their schedule, which was a tie against Lagrand, so another Oregon school, and they just like blew through everybody. You know, really, the the one test came in that state championship game against Sun Sun Valley, and they trailed in that game, came back and went it four to three. Um, but like you said, just where's where's the where's the buzz? I mean, they're blowing teams out again. And
0: I, I mean, either, I, you know it,
1: nobody beat them last year. Nobody's beaten them this year. You gotta think is any you know it, it's theirs right? It, until it, somebody knocks them off, why is <laughs> It's, it should be theirs.
0: And, and I guess we fall into this as well, right? This is the first time in some time we're bringing up uh, fruitland girls soccer. Um, but uh, you know, I, I, we do the coaches polls every week and they're just like, you know, ranked third, ranked second. I'm like, they they should be the number one team. They're the defending champions. They're so good. I'm looking at the stats right now. Abby Rubideau has scored 38 goals, Logan, 38 goals in what? Six contests, seven. I mean, this is just insane. <laughs>
1: that yeah because they look they beat Emmett 11 to one payette 14 to zero weezer 12 to zero and then they had McCall Donnelly is probably their best test and it was two to zero right and then and then they beat payette 12 to zero again and uh they're just <laughs> yeah I mean it's, it's gonna be tough if they're gonna score goals no matter what you're not gonna shut them out and so you're gonna have to put up two or three goals just to beat them And I think that's the key factor is that are they beatable? And I think everybody is, but you have to be able to score goals to beat Fruitland because they are going to score. And so you saw Sun Valley last year, it was four to three. That was the final in that state championship. Sun Valley puts up three goals. How many times did somebody put up three goals on Fruitland last year? I mean, uh, I'll just take a look really quick. Um, Twice. Yeah. they tied LeGrand, and then McCall put up three, and and then the, then the championship. And those were their three closest games. Those were the three closest games when teams scored over three goals. It was a seven to three win against McCall Donnelly, a tie, and then that state championship. You got to put up at least three on Fruitland if you're going to win, and that's not a that that's just not a given on every night. And so it's going to be tough for anybody to beat them right now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so Abby Rubido's averaging about six goals a game, which is nuts. And then Madeline Hardy in goal has only allowed four goals, period, all yeah. year. That's that's a winning formula, certainly for the Fruitland girls. So we definitely wanted to give them a shout out because I feel like no, like literally nobody else is talking about that. And it's yeah. just it's crazy True. to me. They're the defending champs, and it's like, what do we got to do to get some respect around here? Let's let's switch over to boys soccer. Let's keep it at the 3A level where. Um, to me, McCall Donnelly looks pretty good, and and they've been a really strong program. I mean, the last couple of years, it's really been Weezer, and McCall Donnelly, and they've kind of been the big two, and that's kind of shaping up to be that way again. Weezer's three and zero in league play. McCall Donnelly is two and zero and one. So technically, Weezer leading the conference race, but overall records, Weezer just four and three. The Vandals six and zero and one. Right now, the one hangnail on on McCall Donnelly's resume is they tied Fruitland on Tuesday night, 0
1: Yeah, and then, you know, a, a Fruitland team on the boys' side that um, has struggled a little bit, right? They, they lost to Payette. They lost to Weezer a couple weeks ago, um, but then able to get that tie. So a little parity there. And, of course, those two teams are going to play today, actually. If you're listening to it today, uh, Weezer going to face off against McCall Donnelly, and this is going to tell us a story, right? Is this, you know, those two teams have really just battled it out for who's going to win this conference. And we're going to, we're going to find out today at at who has at least step one, the leg up.
0: That's right. Weezer will host it uh, (coughs) on, on Thursday, September 15th. And then they will meet again in the regular season finale on Thursday, October 6th in McCall. Um, The Vandals, I mean, put together a rigorous schedule. They, they went up North. Uh, early on in the season to play Timberlake and Cortland Charter kind of the, the two best teams up north they they won both of those matches 5-3 and 4-1 um they beat the Lewiston JV 9-3 and I get it it's a JV but it's a 5A JV team they won that 9-3 so yeah the Vandals I think look uh really really good uh 4A four, four soccer let's move to the to the 4A boys Bishop Kelly uh is your defending 4A state champs but it's it's called well. They're 9 and 0 overall, 6 and 0 in the conference. And the Cougars, you know we talked about a couple weeks ago their football program basically saying we're not going to be a member of the conference, we're going to be an independent because we don't have the numbers. This is why their boys soccer program is so good that they're 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 not stealing, but they're grabbing a lot of those athletes <clears throat> that might otherwise play football.
1: Yeah, and I think I saw somewhere that they had like a second JV team yeah. possibly at Caldwell. And just think about that. They, like, they have, they have to have more soccer teams because they're, they're, that's where the interest lies right now. Is it, you know, you see your team winning so much. You want to be, you know, winning's contagious, right? They want to move over and say, you know what? I, I could play football and struggle through a season, or I could go win a state championship in soccer. It's kind of, you know, if you have the skill set to play both, where, where are you going to go? Um, you know, it's, I, you know you know what i mean it, it, you're gonna go where the success is i mean they have big wins like they beat eagle four to one um it's not like they're playing chumps they went uh, you know they wood river came in and played them and they beat them to open up the season just just a good season for caldwell and this is not uncharted territory for them right like they've won multiple state championships over the last couple years um bishop kelly just got the best of them last year but this is a program that is just they are. I, I feel like in 4A boys soccer, it's you want to be a Caldwell. That's where you want to be.
0: Yeah, and, and we bring this up because they they beat Bishop <clears throat> Kelly back on August 23rd, 2-0. The rematch comes tonight, Logan, as we're recording this. They will play in Caldwell. And so we will we will find out. Can BK get the tie, you know, tie of the season series? Will it be Caldwell who comes out on top? Just a, a couple of the names for Caldwell that have been really impressive this year. Um, Axel Gonzalez, the senior midfielder, you know, he's, his fingerprints, well, his toe prints, I guess are all over, uh, pretty much every match. Fabian Arguello has been a really great sophomore, Sam Yeekly, of course, Reese Yeekly is the head coach and Sam, um, is the reigning conference player of the year. He's been really fun to watch this year as well. Um, and then and then the back line defense, you know, Israel Arizmendi has been fantastic. Um, their goalkeeper is Horacio Hernandez. I mean, there's just a lot of really good players for Caldwell. And so this right. is another team that's very quietly kind of flying under the radar yep. a little bit. So
1: I, so if you look at Caldwell's schedule as well, so, right, they 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 had that win against Wood River. Now, if we jump over to Wood River, their only other loss is to Canyon Ridge, one to zero. Otherwise, they've they've run through their gauntlet, and so that's a good Wood River team. And you know, if you continue down the line, right? Canyon Ridge, their only loss is to a five A Thunder Ridge, who's currently undefeated. So you can trail these things back, right? To saying Caldwell has a really good win on their schedule against Wood River, and they already have a really good win against Bishop Kelly. It's not like they haven't they haven't played anybody yet. They have played two very good teams and have won those games. And I think that bodes well for them in the future for the rest of the season.
0: Definitely. And then as we look at the 5A boys soccer standings in the SIC, there's really a big three, and it's it's kind of crazy that these teams haven't faced each other yet. But uh, Timberline, and they are of course the the toast of 5A boys soccer. Mm-hmm. Right? They've been the premier mm-hmm. program the past several years statewide. Eleven and zero and one overall, eight zero in the conference. Rocky is seven and zero and one overall, seven and zero in the conference, and Boise is eight and zero and one, and six and zero in the conference. So you've got three undefeated teams at the top of the SIC standings: Timberline eight and zero, Rocky seven and zero, Boise six and zero. And you're thinking, boy, we're running out of room on the runway here. The plane's got to take off soon. When are these teams going to actually play? Yeah. It's all going to be over the next week.
1: Well, I think they they have played, but they were non-conference games earlier in the year. So Boise played Rocky Mountain. It was a two to two ties, right? So there, there's there's right. one of your ties, but it was a non conference game, I believe.
0: Yes, it was, and and, um, so-
1: and then I believe Timberline and Bora tied each other as well in a non conference game. So, so the top four have non conference w- danced with each other, and clearly there's no separation because <laughs> they all tied each other. Um, <laughs> and so of course those don't quote they don't matter, you know, at the on the in the conference standings, but we know that they do matter at the end of the day. So we'll see how that, if anything changes when they play each other in conference, but in in that non-conference environment, there really wasn't much separation between those. Even if we, if we include Bora into that lump up, right? So you, you talked about the big three, but maybe we could have just squeezed Bora in there too.
0: Definitely, and Bora played Boise uh, early on of the season and lost four nothing. That counted. That's their one conference loss. And then they they play Timberline and Rocky towards the end of the year. And I guess it's really next week is when the big three all play each other. Timberline will play Rocky uh, Saturday, September twenty fourth. Then Timberline will play Boise on Tuesday, September twenty seventh. And then Boise and Rocky will play on, uh, or uh, Timberline and Boise will play thursday september 29th so boom 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 all in a row next weekend slash into the next part of the week so uh we got to wait it out just a little bit longer before this uh three undefeated team race gets decided
1: yeah well those three yeah it's like they all play each other next week right all three of them they, they they will play each other to some extent and so should be fun to see how it shakes out between all of them
0: Definitely. Let's wrap up quickly with some football talk. Uh you know, five asic Rocky Mountain, four and o, overall, one and oh in the foothills division. Meridian is three and oh overall. They're also one and oh in the foothills division. Uh Mountain View. We talked about, you know, they're one and two, but their two losses are to Rocky and Meridian. Um yeah. they're one they're one and o in their river division. Um, you you talked about it, Logan. You really thought the the preseason coaches poll that we had at Idaho sports.com um, was going to be shaken up quite a bit. Like the actual standings wouldn't reflect the preseason and we're seeing both Middleton, you know, they're, they're and two in, in their foothills division, but they're, they're two done and two.
1: with their gauntlet.
0: Yeah. They're I mean, two and two overall. And then, and then Nampa Nampa is two and O in river division play yeah. and two and one overall. They're, they're, they're just fine.
1: They- that's a Nampa team. I I have seen a lot of Nampa and a lot of Middleton the last couple of years. And Middleton beat Nampa earlier a couple of weeks ago. And so I, you know, Middleton, just like Mountain View, they're two, they're they're 0 2 in the conference right now. And over, you know, they they their two losses altogether are to Rocky Mountain and Meridian, who there's not many teams that are going to beat them this year except for each other. I think you could throw Rigby in there, and I think those three are clear cut. The class of the 5A this year. Now, I don't know what what you've seen. You've seen more um, of those Eastern Idaho teams this year. I don't know what your thought is on on like a Highland or or if anybody else is in that class. But but my just just from my point of view, I I see it as it's Rocky Meridian, Rigby, and then a step down from everybody. And there is I when I look at the schedule right now, I see Middleton winning. Again, you know, I think they have a great shot to win. You look at this: the the foothills division, Capital, Centennial, and Boise or in Timberline are all zero and three. Middleton has a great chance to finish third, right? And and then they'll play in that cross game. And do they have a chance to make it to state in year one? I think them and Nampa. Might even both qualify and they were both picked last. And when I, that's that was my whole thing. When coming in, I saw those two as last and I said, that's not happening. I, there's no way. And, you know, I think, I think both teams have their troubles. I, I think, I think Milton struggles on, on the offensive side of the ball when they play a really good defensive team. Like we saw it, right? Meridian only gave up seven points to them and that was a late seven points. Um, Rocky Mountain only gave up seven points. I think they're limited when they play a tough defense. But when they play a you know a quote average team, they're going to be okay, and and that's where I look at it. I think Middleton's going to be okay. I think Nampa's going to be okay. Um, of course, Nampa's got to go up against Eagle and Mountain View still, but I you know I like their chances. But you throw into the mix now too, Hawaii. Where'd they come from, right? Now all of a sudden you got to deal with them in the as being you know down last year, which people would expect, right? A first year program. Well, except for all their other sports that seem to just do phenomenal, right? Um, but the football team struggled, which was to be expected. But did did many people have this rise coming so quickly in year two? I, I don't know if I did, um, but they look really good as well.
0: Yeah, it's 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 very clear that uh, teams we were too low on in the preseason, Middleton, Nampa, awaihi and I would throw Kuna in there. Cuna yeah, is yes. three and one. And Cole Lukanga is the best quarterback that doesn't get much buzz. Um, they, they just beat Bora in overtime on Saturday, 35 to 28. And then teams that we were too high on, teams that relative to preseason expectations just haven't had it, Bora, I think, is the biggest one. Every coach yeah. I talked to in the preseason said, watch out for Bora. They're going to be sneaky. They're 2-2 two and two overall, but they're 0-2 in the, in that river division, um, with losses to, as we said, you know, CUNA, a team that we thought, you know, they had a chance to beat and then they lost, they lost to Nampa as well, um, which hurts them. So that that's interesting for Bora. And then, you know, Boise, we thought was going to take that next step. Maybe we were a little too high on them and then capital as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, like you look at Nampa's wins, they beat Bora and Boise both by double digits. Yeah. You know, you look at that and you say, man, Nampa, they really held their ground. They really, you know, they they took it to them, and and I like Nampa to make some noise right now. You know, I I think that, you know, that side of it, you don't you have Eagle and you have Mountain View, right, that are tough, but you don't have Meridian, you don't have Rocky, and 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 that's just the way it is. That's the truth. I think that those two are the top, and you know, Nampa does have a a good chance to make some noise here and maybe finish. First, second, that uh, you know, I think third, if they go any lower than third, that might be a disappointing turnout for Nampa at this point. But you look at their schedule, that that Nampa Cuna game gonna be a big game. Nampa Awaihi, those are gonna be some big matchups. I that there's just a bunch of big matchups over there. Um, in terms of how that one's gonna go, I feel like the other side of the division is really you got your one and your two, and I think Middleton will come in third, and that's that's kind of it. <laughs> But down below, you have got it could go. You got Eagle, Mountain View, Nampa, and Cuna that could all finish anywhere from one to four in there.
0: Definitely. So yeah, and, you...
1: and Hawaii. Sorry. So one to yes. five. I just think you've got five really good teams in there, and it's unfortunate that somebody might get left out because. But we'll see. Ya. We'll see. We'll see. That's that's what happened
0: last year. Timberline missed out on the playoffs because they were in a stacked division and they were better than at least, in my opinion, better than at least two of the teams that got in from the other division. But that's that's last year. Um, so you mentioned the two big matchups. he at Eagle. Um, we'll find out. Eagles 1 and 2, but they've had a very tough schedule. I kind of favor Eagle over Hawaii in that game. And then Cuna at Nampa, I think, is another really intriguing one. A game we're going to have on idahosports.com. Uh, Is going to be Bora at Mountain View and can Bora get it turned around? Well, they are going up against the Mavericks. That's going to be a tough battle.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think if you came into the year and said, you know, um, a lot of people thought that Bora team was going to be better and, and you know what, what happened and here's a chance to see them against a Mountain View and can they turn it around? Can they get it going? Maybe they just started off sluggish. I don't know. And, um but a chance to listen to it here on idaho sports.com and find out what 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 we have to say about it live in real time right
0: that's right you'll see what, uh, listen you'll hear what it's all about uh on idahosports.com um okay let's move to the 4a ranks and there's really not much to talk about here to me it's pretty clear bishop kelly is is head and shoulders above everybody else um they are undefeated on the season with several wins i mean they they boat raced centennial and capital in back-to-back weeks i mean they're 3-0 overall 1-0 in the conference um emmett is lurking right emmett has the horsepower to maybe hang with bk in a shootout um we're gonna see emmett on idahosports.com this friday night uh, as they take on skyview and again Skyview coming in had a lot of preseason expectations. I think it was assumed that, well, they're a five A and now they're moving to four A and they're gonna have more numbers than everybody else. They've got a really great quarterback and max cut forth, but it just hasn't happened. They're 0-4 and 0-1 and, and and in the league.
1: I, I think you're seeing right now that the middle, the middle of the pack, you know, I would say take out the top f- four or five from five A and the rest of them. They are pretty in line with the 4A. The 4As are in line with – that's what I mean to say. The right. 4A is right there because you're seeing Middleton and Nampa move up, and what are they doing? They're holding their own. And, and you see a Skyview come down, and they're not. Um, even even you go to the other side of the state, look at Idaho Falls. They move down, and and they're, they're, they're not winning either. Um, and, and so you, you, you see this, and it's like I think the middle of the 5A and the 4 are they're, they're right there. And clearly there's those top five, a schools that are just good and they can win against anybody. Um, But the rest of them, they're they're pretty similar. Um, But like you said, Brandon, I think it's we're seeing the Bishop Kelly that we saw five, six years ago. Right now we're seeing them uh, just kind of roll through teams. Again, we thought we would see that a couple years ago, but then Emmett came out of nowhere and beats them at home or at Bishop Kelly. Right. I think back in 2020 and, and, Nobody thought Emmett was going to do much, and then here they come. So I think they like playing with that chip on their shoulder. Emmett does, that they like kind of being the underdog and, and having that that on them. And we'll see how it turns out if they're able to hang in there with them. I It'll be interesting to see how that matches up. Emmett did pretty good. I, they still lost the game against Blackfoot. but um, So we know that they can compete with some of those top-level 4A teams still. Um, But that that Bishop Kelly game, I think, will tell us one of those two teams wins the conference and it's going to come down to 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 that game as to who wins it.
0: Now, the one caveat I will say with Bishop Kelly is, is we've seen this movie before where they just don't get challenged enough in the regular season. And that's not a knock on the other teams in the SIC, but they just don't that there's a real separation between the teams at the bottom and and the the teams near the top. And so we've seen this now the last several years where BK rolls through the regular season, or maybe there's a blip here or there and everyone's like, Oh yeah, BK based on their history, based on their tradition, they're awesome. And they, it's been a really long time since BK played for a championship. It's, it's easy to forget that. But so I always, in the back of my mind, I go, okay, PK's three and zero. The three teams they've played are a combined zero and nine. You know, I always reserve judgment a little bit.
1: And and it's tough because you know you can tell if you look at their schedule, right? They played Capital and Centennial to start two five A schools, right? You would think, you know, oh, we're gonna play up a level. That you know, you got to think in their mind this might be an equal test, but it it wasn't. Um, And then they've also scheduled Lake City for a game as well. You know, so they're gonna start off with. Three games against five A schools, which is what they needed to do, but they're they're just catching five A schools that aren't good that good, <laughs> unfortunately. Right. I mean, they have given up six points all year. That's it. That's all Bishop Kelly has given up. A 41 to 6 game against Capitol, followed by two straight shutouts. And I think they're gonna beat Lake City by multiple touchdowns as well. We saw Emmett do it last week. Um, I I don't think they're gonna be there's no resistance on their schedule unfortunately um they do have a game i like the matchup non-conference game against burley at the end of september um that team can score some points and so you're gonna find out how is the bishop kelly defense that burley might struggle to stop people but they can put them up right and uh mike leach right um that type type of offense. And they're a phenomenal offense at Burley. So I am curious to see how that game will match up for Bishop Kelly in a couple weeks.
0: That will be very interesting as well. And speaking of Burley, I, I was on the call for uh Burley's game against Valley view. And I will tell you, I, I liked what I saw from Valley view. They've got a dynamic <clears throat> wing back in Tyson Fox, who uh, is a great rusher straight ahead um, and can really beat you on the edges. Um, Valley view had every chance to win that game against Burley. And it just came down to basically they could, their defense couldn't get a stop when they needed to. And they've been in some shootouts this year. If Valley view can tighten up the defense, even just a little bit. Um, I, I think they could be a sneaky team. And we saw it last year in the playoffs where they knocked out previously undefeated Minico. They've got such a good coach, With Lane Coffin and the other big key for Valley View always is depth. Their numbers are super low right now. Their their margins for error are very thin. A big reason, uh, a big key in that burly game that I was on the call for was Tyson Fox had to leave midway through the fourth quarter with an injury and he never came back and that was a big factor for Valley View. So, can the Falcons stay healthy? Can they tighten it up a little bit on defense? And I think they've got the makings of a really solid team as well. So, just just keep an eye on Valley View as well as they navigate through their schedule. 3A, I mean, it's uh Homedale and Weezer. they're both 3 and 0. Um, you know, Payette is off to a nice 3 and 1 start as well, um with wins over Caldwell. Coal Valley Christian and marcine and a, and a three point loss to new Plymouth. I mean, they are three points away from a four and zero start and the coal Valley team they beat is a team that's expected to win that conference. New Plymouth is a solid team and Caldwell yeah. of course is a four. A yeah, I,
1: I think they're much, very much improved and you look and you say, now you're getting into the meat of the schedule, right? Um, and so we'll see how it, how it ends up turning out for them as we go along. Um, of course, those those conference games against I, I you know <laughs> you hate to say it, but you can kind of just um, home Dale Weezer. You can kind of just um, you know just, just just count the loss now, um, and, and and just say you know what we're we're going to learn from that experience and say you know what well we've got three other teams to deal with McCall Donnelly Parma and Fruitland, and you got to think they're going to get past Parma at this point and say. All right, we got two big games, McCall Donnelly and Fruitland. I think if you're Payette and your McCall Donnelly and your Fruitland, you look at that, all three of them, right? That's our that's that's it for us. That's the carousel. These three. If we can get the best, you know, go two you know, two and zero. if we can beat these two teams, we have a great shot of making it to state that that we that puts us in a position. I don't know if we'll get it, but it puts us in that position. Um because you gotta think Weezer and Homedale are gonna run through everybody except for each other.
0: <laughs> and I get I'm not I guess I'm not with you on that. I I no, I do not. No, I I I think Homedale runs through everybody. Homedale uh, looks so good. Yeah. I think I think the gap is closed between Weezer and everybody else. You know, if you look at Weezer, they're three and 0 Um, they've beaten a two-A program that's like got like 13 players out, Grangeville. Their numbers are super low. They had a nice shutout, win over Buell, um, and then they beat La Oregon, only 13 to 8. And that was a game kind of filled with turnovers and things like that. And I just look at the other teams, um, th- you know, and then conversely, Fruitland is 0-3, but they easily are a handful of plays away from being 2-1. and one. They had the lead until the final minute against Columbia and lost that That's game. That's true, yeah. And Kimberly is a high-octane juggernaut offense that had put up more than 500 yards of total offense in each of their first two games, Fruitland held them well below that and only lost 34 to 27. And even McCall Donnelly, I think, is very sneakily a dangerous team. They made the playoffs last year, and I think the Vandals still have something to say. They have beaten Wood River, which is a 3 18, it's a 4 A team masquerading as a 3 A team, and Napa Christian. So, I mean, I don't know. It's
1: yeah, I just, I guess I look at. Weezer, you know they beat Buell, who's a three A team, but then Buell destroyed a four A team in Mountain or Mountain Home.
0: Not, not a good. Team, it. though. It's
1: not that great, but then they beat Declo too, and so that that's a good Buell squad from what I've seen outside of it, and and they really shut them down. I think that Weezer defense is is really good from when I saw them play that opening week, and so maybe that gap is maybe I didn't give Fruitland enough credit on there, so I apologize, Fruitland folks. Um, between that gap between Weezer and, and Fruitland. But I, I still I personally think that it's gonna be one two Fruitland Homedale or um Homedale Weezer. Um but we'll see. I would love to be wrong, right? I love being wrong. Um, um I would love to be wrong. But if let's just I think if though of those three the Fruitland Homedale are Fruitland McCall Donnelly and Payette, if you can go two and oh against the other ones, you're in. That's, that's what I think. I think if you can beat – if you're Payette and you beat those two, if you're McCall Donnelly and you beat those two, or if you're Fruitland and you beat those two, that you're in. Um, even even at a split, somebody's got to get in, right? There's three bids.
0: Well, well we, we remember what happened last year. Those three teams <laughs> all beat each other, and they had to go to a Kansas City – right? uh playoffs. So, so I,
1: I guess I shouldn't say that, that that's cause yeah, because it's very realistic that so I, I guess I'll say, but that harps back. If you can go 2-0, then it's probably yours. I guess yes. that's that's what I'm trying to say. If you can, it's tough to do. Um but if you can, you got a good shot at it.
0: And we'll have to wait one more week before SRV conference play gets off and running. Everybody in non conference <clears throat> battles. Weezer will play Coal Valley Christian. That'll be a good matchup for the Wolverines. Fruitland is going to play Napa Christian. Parma will play Marcine. And Sandpoint uh, is going to host Homedale. So Homedale beat Sandpoint last year in Homedale. Now the Trojans got to make the return trip all the <clears throat> way up to Sandpoint. That will be a fantastic uh, game to keep an eye on as well. Yeah. Um, I-
1: I think Homedale wins it again. I think wow. they're they are a step above even where they were at last year. From what I've what I've heard. Okay, I don't. Know.
0: I, I still like Sandpoint a lot. So we'll we'll see. They and they had a, a week off after Colville, Washington, canceled on them for the second year in a row. Um, so they had an extra week to prepare. Two A uh, football: Coal Valley Christian, Melba, and New Plymouth are all two and one. Um, new Plymouth has been like, every game has been super close. They had an overtime win, uh, over an Oregon school. They had the three point win over payette. Um, they, yeah, they beat Nissa in overtime, 26, <clears> 23. <throat> I think they're just a step below right now, maybe a half step behind Cole Valley and Melba and Melba. I mean, holy crap, 78 yeah. to nothing over Orofino. Their kicker was 10 for 10 on extra points.
1: I I think I saw somewhere like on Melba's Twitter that it might've been in the fifties in the first quarter. Yeah. I don't know if that was a mistweet or something, but yikes. I mean, they're, they're, they're good. I mean, they, they lost that one road game at North Fremont, which I don't think anybody looks at as a bad loss at all. That's a North Fremont team. that's always in the mix and you had to go over there. It's tough for any team to do. And that, that, you know, They look they look to be the class right now.
0: Definitely. Um Melba plays uh, at Nissa this week in a non non-conference battle. That'll be a good test for the Mustangs. And then they'll get into conference play um the week after that. Real quick, we'll touch on the one A's. There's not much to talk about here. Notice uh dominant uh two and one overall they just beat clearwater valley pretty badly last week on idahosports.com the rest of the league just doesn't have it greenleaf rimrock idaho city wilder all struggling idaho city and wilder are both zero and three wilder uh canceled their game against butte county this week that was a game we were supposed to bring you on idahosports.com they've got a ton of injuries covid's running through the program rimrock um uh beat away nevada last week for their first win of the year. Uh but then they pulled out. They were supposed to play Camas County this week and they pulled out due to like low numbers and injuries and stuff. So that was uh, puzzling to see. Um but it's it's clearly notices league. Logan I've got I've got a clip here actually uh, okay that I want to play. I, I played this on the eight man um uh, <clears throat> cast but I'll play it here as well. A Rim Rock fan sent this in from the Raiders road victory at Hawaii Nevada last uh last Saturday. This is their quarterback slash kicker, Ronaldo Gomez, and this is a 47 yard field goal in eight man football. Think about that.
1: Oh yeah. right, yeah. Let's let's see it.
0: Here's here's the clip. Oh, yeah. You betcha, baby. <laughs> How cool was that?
1: Hey, even the uh, I love the other team was like, wow, that's good. <laughs> Yeah, that's a a heck of a kick at any level of high school football and to do it in an eight man. It's uh, yeah, that's awesome. I I always tell, I I talk to people around. They're like, why don't they ever kick? I think it was my father-in-law once was watching a game I was doing, an eight man game. And he's like, I can't believe they're going for two and they're up by 40. And it's like, that's just what they, they just go for two. Nobody kicks. And uh, so I feel like it's, you can't it's it's easier for you know nine people to block 11 than it is for seven to block nine um the, the number that the, that variation is just tougher to to do but um or excuse me i guess for for um six people to block eight excuse me right um but impressive that's a heck of a kick that's awesome
0: yeah that was wild um okay and then uh d2 level horseshoe bend i still think is the class of the league i know council was picked in the preseason poll and council uh most weeks has been higher or in the top five while horseshoe bend hasn't been in in the coaches and media poll um horseshoe bend is 3-0 and overall 1-0 and in conference play um so rimrock canceled their game against camas county Horseshoe Bend fills in yeah. that slot. And that's actually, I think a much better matchup. Uh, oh yeah. Band.
1: And this, is, this is a potential semifinal matchup. And I, I don't think that's outrageous to say that either. Look, Kendrick is like really good. Um, if you haven't seen them, um, they're very good and probably will be playing for a state championship. And so if you're these two, I think either one of them has a shot at playing for a state championship. If they're on the opposite side, right? I, I think you've got, Horseshoe Bend, Camas County, and, and Dietrich and Castleford, that those four are are really right there neck and neck with each other, and and a lot of those teams are going to play this year. So Horseshoe Bend, this is a great game, great to pick up, love to see it happen, um, and not shy away from a big game like this because they're they're going to get that matchup right with with Camas County, and and Camas County is going to play Dietrich and Castleford, so you're going to see how you match up against a t- against them and then how other teams match up so you're you're right in there you know where you stand when it comes time for the state tournament and 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 how you're going to do and maybe what worked for you in that game and didn't work for others it'll be a great i think it's great um to see that and and should be a, i think it should be a good game should be fun yeah. to watch
0: Yeah, this Horseshoe Bend team, Blaine Meyer and Kalen Jones are a dynamic one-two duo in the backfield. Carson Drake at quarterback has has been phenomenal. I guess he's an aspiring sports broadcaster. Carson Drake um, is somebody in his family reached out to us and we're We'll have to have him on the podcast one week um, to talk. But, yeah, Carson Drake at quarterback for Horseshoe Bend has been awesome. Um, The most important stretch of the season for the Mustangs comes over the next two weeks, Logan, this Friday at Camas County and the next Friday at Council in in a game that probably decides the conference uh, regular season title. So their most important two-game stretch is coming up here. Speaking of Council, the Lumberjacks are 2-1 and on the year. Their loan loss came to notice – uh, which is up a level, so that's not too surprising. They had a wild game up in uh, Nez Perce. They played Lewis County this past weekend. Did you see what happened in that game I at all? I saw
1: the score, but not what happened.
0: All right, so <clears throat> the, the Lumberjacks are trailing, um, and I want to make sure I, I get all the, the info correct here. They're, so they're trailing Lewis County with less than a minute to go. They are at the goal line. Uh, 34 seconds to play. Josh Gipe scores on a one-yard run, and Council gets the lead 30-26. to 26. They kick off to Lewis County, and the kid from Lewis County, Wyatt Webb, returns the kickoff all the way to the seven-yard line. <laughs> 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 so all of a sudden, Lewis County is like, You know They they have no timeouts or anything like that, and all of a sudden they're like, okay, we're at the seven. We've got a couple of shots to the end zone here. As time expires, Ty Hambly of Lewis County, who's a dynamic athlete, throws a pass into the end zone. Um, The receiver, Noah Watson, started in the end zone, but the pass was a little bit short, so we actually had to come out of the end zone to make the catch. And then kind of like when the the St. Louis Rams beat the Tennessee Titans Mm -hmm. in the Super Bowl in 2000, um, he, he gets the Lewis County player gets tackled at like the half yard line and council ends up winning uh, as, as time expires. It was really wild there. Lewis County's coach in the post game, uh, to the Lewiston Tribune said we needed seven yards. We got six and a half and oh, what a-
1: man! brutal, great for council, <laughs> brutal for Lewis County. Man, yeah. That's a heck of a finish. Wish I could have seen that one. That would have been awesome.
0: Yeah, so what a wild game that was. Um, g- good on council to go all the way up there t- to earn the road win. And
1: and, um, and yeah. I think they're going up north again, aren't they? Aren't they going yes. up to Kamii or something like that? They are, they're playing a rough schedule just like Horseshoe Bend is.
0: <laughs> yes, road warriors for sure. Um, so they have – I mean, look at this. Their first four games have been on the road, Logan. They went and played Logos in Grangeville, a neutral site game. Then they <clears> – <throat> They, I guess they hosted notice, but then you're right. They traveled to Nez Perce last week and they're traveling to Kami this week. So they've already been North, you know, three times 29. in the first four weeks. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Good for them. There's also, uh, you know, there's another team that's just lurking there that, you know, had been good a couple of years, lost a lot of kids and sneakily was okay last year in garden Valley. And I mean, they're two and zero right now. Again, those, those two wins are against Rimrock and Idaho city, which, we kind of harped on not the unfortunately just not not the best teams out there but the way they beat them very impressive um 76 to 12 64 to 12 and you look at their next two against Timberline and Meadows Valley they have a chance to be 4 and 0 heading into to conference play um so you know don't know how they'll do in conference but being 4 and 0 can't be a bad thing right <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, t- to be like that heading in and i, I believe Tri Valley as well has been playing better than they have in the past um, they're, you know, they're one and one on the season. They did, they also beat Idaho City, but lost to Lewis County. But it not, I mean, didn't get blown out by Lewis County. I believe it was 34 16. So, uh, like a two, two and a half, three score game, so to say. I guess that was kind of a big win, but, um, they didn't get blown out, I'll say, <laughs> which, which is a good indicator, right? That you were at least around in that game, that you were, you were not out of the woods. So, um, so it could be a little more interesting, but I think that those two, like we said, Council Horseshoe been definitely the the class of the league.
0: Yes. Um. So, and they will play next Friday. We'll we'll preview that <clears throat> match up on next week's edition of the Treasure Valley Prepcast. We went super long, Logan, but we kind of like since we missed last week, we kind of put two episodes and crunched it into one. So we'll be back to a normal, you know, twenty to thirty minute podcast next right. week. But we had a lot to catch up on. Um, we got a lot of great. Matchups on tap this week uh, on IdahoSports.com. specifically Skyview will be playing Emmett. You will definitely want to tune into that one. We'll also have uh Bora against Mountain View in an audio broadcast as well. Um, Logan, I'm going to let you go because I can tell your throat's really bugging you. It's still smoky over there in the treasure uh, Valley.
1: It poured rain last night, at least in Middleton. It, it woke us up. I mean, it was a lot of thunder, a lot of lightning pouring rain. And so maybe it cleared up, but, yeah, my family has been pretty sick this week. So, um, yeah, the, I was supposed to do that Wilder Butte County game, and so to be honest, it got canceled. wasn't the worst thing for me. So, <laughs> it, um, yeah, if it's not obvious, yes, I'm having a um, throat problems. <laughs> right, it's just, uh, yeah, I'm probably not going to be able to talk after having talked for an hour here because, yeah, um, oh, wow. Well yeah yeah you know how it goes it's just one of those where if if you eat anything it's just like ah that hurts going down so who knows what it is i feel like my (laughs) kids have been sick for like a month straight and it's super annoying but yeah finally got caught anyways yes Uh,
0: all right we'll go get some hot tea uh we will (laughs) we will be back next week for another edition of the treasure valley prep cast thanks for tuning in on idahosports.com